It's your radio sisters. I'm Rachel. I'm Bo. And I'm Allie Cat. Well, we're singers, songwriters, and sisters. And if you're curious about the creative process like we are, stick around right here. Each week, you'll hear inspiring stories and interviews from the world's biggest stars and most creative minds. You'll take away artistic gems to fuel your own creative process and get that project started already. Or get the mojo to keep on going. That's right. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. Hey, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. And if you're having a tough week, we're coming in clutch with positivity and inspiration. That's right, Rachel. Remember, no one else can do you better than you. Not the person to your left, not the person to your right. So quit the comparison game and just focus on you. You said it, Allie. And we've gathered some guests with some pro tips to help you do just that. Let's get to it, sisters. Let's do it, Bo. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. All right. Well, first up, Grammy-nominated country powerhouse, Chris Young. Now, you know Chris from this song. But tonight, I'm going to love you like there's no tomorrow. And this one. I'm coming Guys, there are so many others, but we don't have enough time to play them all. <laughs> now, Chris has sold over 12 million singles, and get this, he hit the 2 billion career streams mark. That's a lot of streams. Indeed. <laughs> now, he's stopping by your weekend to chat the Raised on Country World Tour, his latest single, Drowning. And if you've ever been in a situation where you've been surprisingly overcome with emotion, the six foot four giant of a talent has a few things to say about it. Mm-hmm. This guy is not just about the sales and the streams. He's all about the heart. And it definitely shows. Now, if you happen to be in a place in your life where you're feeling a little discouraged or a little down with what you're up to, Chris has some really inspirational advice to get you back up on your feet, and it's pretty simple and pretty powerful. Give me some of that. (laughs) Okay, sisters, who's next? You're going to meet New York Times bestselling author Mary Higgins Clark. Now, she's been a bestselling author for over 30 years, and her latest novel is called You Don't Own Me. Now, Mary Higgins Clark is called the Queen of Suspense, and we are so happy to have her on the show today. Yes, she's going to give you some very concrete examples of suspense in writing. So she's the master for sure. And you're really going to be charmed by her honesty. She also shares how she stayed creative through all seasons of life, from raising five kids to now her first great-grandchild. That's a lot of years of creating best-selling books. You're right, Rachel. And then you'll be kicking it old school country. This guy is in the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. He used to be part of the Statler Brothers, and he's joining your weekend to talk about his latest album, God and Country. He's singer-songwriter Jimmy Fortune. You guys are going to love Jimmy. That's right, Allie. And if you've ever dealt with stage fright, being afraid to get up in front of people, your fortunes are about to change. Jimmy tells you in a very honest way how he dealt with it. And guys, you'll love his raw honesty here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rachel, so you guys had an injury in your family this week. (laughs) Yes, we did. So my seventh grade daughter, Willow, she went to a horseback riding lesson this week. And afterwards, she said her ankle hurt. So I didn't think much about it at the time. And, you know, I ended up dragging her to Walmart and then Target. And I had her help bring in all the groceries. And then later that day, she was really kind of complaining that her ankle hurt. 
And you know, again, I really didn't think much about it because she didn't fall off the horse. She didn't turn it wrong. There was nothing she did that would say she hurt her ankle, right, you know. Right. So then the next day she got up and she said, it still kind of hurts. So I thought, well, maybe we better just go get it checked out. So she feels good about it. So then we went to the pediatrician's office and they did an x-ray and it ends up being an evulsion fracture. No way. <laughs> and I guess that's pretty common when you're growing. So she has to wear this boot, this big boot for three weeks. And, you know, I felt terrible <laughs> making her walk everywhere with me. Like total mom of the year right here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, when Luke was little, he fractured his elbow when he just tripped over a Thomas the train. And it was such a small thing. And I was so shocked that he was hurt. So yeah. it was kind of the same thing. So, yes, I guess that molehill can sometimes turn into a mountain. Exactly. <laughs> Well, you guys are really going to love this next guest. I guess you could call him a mountain of a guest. He's 6'4". Country music, powerhouse Chris Young. We'll meet you back here on the Mulberry Lane Show right around the corner. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. This segment is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, Advanced Comprehensive Medical, Surgical, and Cosmetic Dermatologic Care. BraddockFinnegan.com. It's your weekend getaway, guys. You're hanging out here on the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Allie along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. Glad you're here with us. Now, this singer-songwriter who sold over 12 million singles and hit the 2 billion career streams mark is here now to chat the Raised on Country World Tour, the new single, Drowning, and how it's okay to get emotional. Country music powerhouse Chris Young joins your weekend now. Welcome, welcome to the show, Chris Young. How's it going? Awesome. <laughs> Good. It's great to have you on the show. So now you got to tell us what can fans expect from this world tour? Just the most over-the-top thing that I've ever put together, and uh, and that's saying something. Okay. Um, it's it's pretty crazy and just really took a, a real long time to get everything exactly the way I wanted it. We started working on the tour and the set and everything back in September of last year. Okay. And uh, didn't even go out, I think, for the first full part of the tour until after I got back from the UK in uh, in early summer. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's special. A lot of thought and hard work has gone into this. For sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, you won Nashville Star in 2006. You're on this crazy world tour now, and of course, a lot has happened in between then. So when you look back at that moment and where you are now, what do you think it is that has driven your ever-growing success? Uh, I don't know, because that was 13 years ago. Uh, you said that a lot of stuff happened in between those. That's an understatement. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting for me, though, because I did get my, my record deal from that show, but then like the first three and a half years, I didn't have anything break 37 on the chart. Okay. So yep. it took quite a while for, you know, my career technically to, to actually get off the ground and for other people to actually hear it. One of the songs that went to 37 ended up being re-released later and went to number one. Wow, so, that says so much. It's yep. just been an interesting career path for me as an artist, for mm -hmm. sure. Okay, so now this tour, you have your dog Porter with you. So is he like the best tour companion ever? Yeah, he's actually asleep next to me right now. <laughs> and then also your album is almost done, and you said that there's going to be some surprises on it. So how did you approach this album? 
giving people what they expect from you, but, you know, also allowing for your own creative growth? Yeah, um, I think this one was interesting because I did a couple different things songwriting-wise that I have never done before. Okay. Um, you look at a song that we just teased as far as putting it out there where people could get to it called Drowning yeah. that everybody has really immediately fallen in love with, which mm-hmm. is such a cool feeling to have so many people talking about that and also people talking about Raised on Country. And those songs are kind of the point counterpoint of this record. Okay. Um, so if everybody's already digging both of those, they're really going to enjoy this. And, and okay. I do have a bunch of friends okay. that are on the record as far as guests as well. Okay, so that had to be fun recording all of that too. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're listening to country music hitmaker Chris Young here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You're catching up with Chris in the middle of his Raised on Country tour. So now you tend to go back to the same co-writers. So what is it about the people you co-write with? And, you know, take us what a session is like when you guys get together. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to describe because it's one of those things that I really wish we could film one, but I think if you ever filmed it, it would take you out of just your comfort level a little bit. And I don't think it would ever be exactly what it is when you don't have cameras on you. But So true. The reason I I end up going back to a lot of the same guys is because I've known them, they know me, and, you know, there's really no feeling out process of of the sitting down and how do you want to say this? It's it's almost kind of a finish each other's sentences kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, one of the reasons I love co-writing so much is there's so many ideas that'll come out of even just talking, uh, sitting in the studio talking about stuff. Somebody will say something, you're like, I think like we should write that feeling, even if it's not, hey, that's the title. Um, so I, I think that's one of the things that I really do love is going back to a lot of the same guys that I've written with over the years. And you probably know each other so well. Absolutely. Gotta take a quick break here. When we come back on the other side of the break, you'll hear all about Chris's emotional performance at the Grand Old Opry. Maybe you caught it on YouTube. It went viral. He got emotional singing his latest single, Drowning, which was about a friend of his that was killed in a car accident. So if you've ever gotten emotional in a situation, you'll hear from Chris that sometimes you just got to go where the emotions take you. So keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, your place to get a new perspective on your creativity. See you right around the corner. Still got your number in my phone. And even though you don't know one listen, I still call away till the tone. Just to hear you say and leave a message. Since you've been gone, I've had to find different ways to grieve. There's days that I don't even want it on my mind. But tonight I'm weak. So I'm gonna pull out pictures, ones with you in them Laugh and cry a little while reminiscing by myself I can't help that all I think about is How you were taken way too soon It ain't the same here without you I gotta say, missing you comes in waves And tonight I'm drowning Well, Dr.
Dr. Mary Finnegan of Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's braddockfinnegan.com. Your creative fueling station, the Mulberry Lane Show. Glad you're here with us. I'm Bo, here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Well, Grammy-nominated and multi-platinum country singer-songwriter Chris Young is here talking all things country music. Now, Chris, this year just celebrated 2 billion career streams. Chris is on his Raised on Country tour. He called in from the road. So let's get back with part two of our chat with Chris Young. So now let's go back to the latest single, Drowning, and talk a little bit about what that's about. You recently performed that, and you got choked up. And as an artist and a performer, I totally get that. And I'd like to know, when you do write something so personal and that touches so many people, how do you get through a song like that? Well, I've sung that song a lot, and the only time that I've uh, gotten choked up, because I am I'm not the kind of person that... Um, breaks down emotionally in a song on stage was that performance okay. mainly because the the guy that I was thinking about when I wrote the song is a buddy of mine Adam who passed away many years ago unexpectedly in a car accident it was actually the only funeral I've ever sung at wow. you know he was one of my best friends and it was um, interesting I'd never really sat down and, and tried to write about that before mm-hmm. and uh, Corey Crowder and Josh Hogue, my two co-writers on that, came in that morning and we were like, hey, you know, this is kind of a heavy idea, but I think it would be something that a lot of people can relate to. And, you know, each one of us in the room that day was writing about somebody that that was personal to us. And uh, we used to go out and sit in a parking lot not too far away from where the Grand Ole Opry House actually is in the okay. Opryland Hotel parking lot when I was on Nashville Star way back in the day. Wow. And uh, and just hang out and talk and, and play music because I couldn't leave while we were filming. Okay. And um, so I was just thinking about that while I was playing that song and just kind of lost it. So, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So now, when you were in that moment in your head, were you beating yourself up saying, I can't do this, you got to get it together? Or did you just say, you know what? I'm going to go with this moment. Um, I definitely was not saying I'm just going to go with it, but I didn't really have an option. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you watch the video, it's so raw and so real. And I think that's why, you know, it's gone viral because people get it. Yeah. Yeah. You also dropped another single, too, with Lauren Elena. Uh, it's not out yet. Okay. But it will, uh, it will be out very, very soon. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, that was a song that I wrote with not only a couple of co-writers, um, Corey Crowder and Carrie Barlow, but also with, uh, Shay Mooney from Dan and Shay. And I don't think people realize that, but we got together, wrote this song and I was like, man, this could really easily be a duet. And I I was kind of thinking about who I would ask and and Lauren Elena was the name that kept coming up. And, um, I was like, well, let's just send it to her manager and see if they dig it and see what they think. Okay. Both her and Lauren immediately were like, yeah, we absolutely want to be a part of this. So okay. it was, 
it was cool. It came together really, really fast, and um, it's it's another one of my favorite things off the record. Awesome. you got to love it when things just kind of are meant to be. Yeah, they just happen. It doesn't feel like you're trying to force something yeah. to actually occur. It just does. Yeah. In case you're just jumping in right now, multi-platinum entertainer Chris Young here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Okay, so now one of the purposes of our show is to encourage people to stay in touch with their creative side. And a lot of people, when life gets in the way, you know, they give up their creative vision or their dream. So if you had to speak to someone who's pursuing a dream, maybe right now as a side hustle, what advice would you have for following that creativity and not giving up? It's an easy cliche, but it's absolutely the truth. You only need one yes. Everybody gets so locked in to things that are negative, and whether that's comments online or anything else, and everybody's like, uh, you, your brain just immediately focuses on anything that's bad that gets so better. True. Like if someone says no, and uh, you really only need one person to say yes for whether it's a record deal or whether it's uh, I, this song or whether it's anything that you do. And it, it, sometimes it's hard to do that, and sometimes you're you're in a moment where you're just hearing no a lot, but you just got to push through that push through till you get that yes yeah well we're so glad you said yes to being on our show absolutely (laughs) okay and next time you're through we'd love to chat again yeah i'd love that thank you so much take care country music powerhouse chris young right here on the mulberry lane show taking you to break with his song i'm coming over keep hanging out right here with the sisters when we come back iconic author mary higgins clark we say goodbye see you around We turn our backs, then turn back around We break up, we make up, and we make love We can't seem to let go, girl, so I'm coming Rachel here. Just want to give you a personal invitation to get in on more sister fun music and highlights from the radio show. You can head on over to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Mulberry Lane Show. We love having you here and we'd love to meet you over there for more positivity, creativity, and true connection. Get fueled up right here with brand new ideas. Thanks for hanging out with your radio sisters. I'm Rachel here with Bo and Allie. Well, she's sold over 100 million books, has been a New York Times best-selling author for over 30 years, and she's joining your weekend to let you in on her secrets to writing a good suspense novel and tell you all about her latest book with Alifair Burke, You Don't Own Me. Now, Mary Higgins Clark is considered the queen of suspense, but we think she is also the queen of following your creative passion throughout your life. Welcome, welcome to the show, Mary Higgins Clark. Well, it's lovely to be with you, and I always enjoy our visits. Thank you. Ah, good to have you. Yes, so now you have to give us a synopsis of this brand new book. All right, I'll make it brief, but I hope intriguing, if that's the word. Good. Uh, Laurie Moran is the producer of the television series called Under Suspicion. The reason for the title is that she has five or six people on her program, 
all of whom are suspected of murdering someone, but it has never been proven. And in this book, the parents of a murdered physician come to her and beg her to get their ex-daughter-in-law on the program because they're sure she is the one who murdered their son. She agrees to take on that case, but when she starts to investigate it, she finds out that the murdered physician is not at all the person he appeared to be. And the more she gets into unraveling the mystery, the closer she comes to being murdered herself. Wow. And that, you don't own me. Okay. So now you have written suspense nearly your whole life. So what makes a good suspense novel? Well, it's a good question because the first writing course I took, my God, I was 22. I learned more in that semester than I ever needed to know from anyone else. But the first thing is to intrigue the reader. For example, a shot rang out in the night is the definitive, as a joke, but it's true, the definitive way to start a book. Because if you start it in too leisurely a fashion, then people will drop away. For example, when I was in a writing group many, many years ago, there was one gal who wrote beautifully. She had someone wheeling his bicycle out to go into town, and he's talking about the leaves and the trees and beautiful poetry. But I don't know why he's going into town to rob a bank, to kill his mother. (laughs) I, I don't know. By the time I get there... I'm not interested. Uh-huh. I said to my friend, the way to start it is, when Tim wheeled his bike out of the garage, he took a look back. He didn't know when or if he would return to the house uh-huh. or have the chance to return to the house. Uh-huh. Then we want to know what Tim is up to. Right. That's so awesome. So now... Does that come naturally for you now, after writing, you know, for all these years? Do you just think in suspense terms? Well, yes. In fact, someone said, where in the name of God do you get these ideas? Actually, it was my husband. (laughs) I was a widower. We were married 22 years ago. Uh And he said, I read some of your books before I knew I was going to meet you. And he said the first one starts when someone is buried alive. (laughs) What kind of mind does this woman have? (laughs) Diving into the mind of the queen of suspense herself, Mary Higgins Clark is here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You dedicate this book to your first great-grandchild, and you're the epitome of a woman who stays creative throughout all seasons of life. And as creative women ourselves, and we know a lot of creative women listen to this show, so many of us, you know, we juggle motherhood and the demands of family. So how have you managed to juggle all of that, stay creative, and, and true to your passion? I'm always wanted children. You know, I was always dressing dolls when I was 10 years old. Uh When I was married, I wanted six. I did get five in 10 years, but then my husband died. He had a very bad heart. So the sixth child was never born. But I thoroughly enjoyed having a family and then my grandchildren. And now 
William Warren Clark is three months old. And, of course, an absolute joy. Every woman thinks that her child or grandchild or great-grandchild is the only baby ever born, the smartest, the cutest, on and on we go. <laughs> so it's so much fun to go into another generation. Yes, yes. So when you had your five children, you were writing all through that time, right? Oh, yes. I was always writing. And did you carve out time in the day to do that? Or did you just write when it was convenient? Well, you see, you have to make the time convenient. In my case, because I was writing radio shows for a living after my husband died, I would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and work until quarter of 7, at which point I had to feed the kids and get them on school buses and go into New York. For me, it was the best time in the world. Even the dog didn't bark. It was perfect silence. And I just go down to the kitchen table, make a strong pot of coffee, turn up the heat, and sit at the typewriter. And I got more done in those quiet times than I could have achieved in a week of just getting it in at night or getting it in somewhere. Mm-hmm. You need that peace and that concentration, wow. or at least I do. Right. I love that. And I love that your dog even knew that it had to be <laughs> quiet. Yeah, I just had to write. As I said about singing, the fairy godmother comes and grants us gifts at the cradle. The one who might have made me a singer was not in town. <laughs> the one who might have made me a chef was missing. Although, God knows, I fed five kids and raised them, but never anything but the basic stuff. The one who might have made me so a fine scene, she was out of town. My girls reminded me that their school uniforms were scotch-taped. But the one who showed up was the one who said, you must be a storyteller. And I'm awfully glad she was the one who came to the cradle for me. The whole world is very glad that she was the one who came to the cradle for you. And we want to thank you for joining the show today. The book is You Don't Own Me. Mary Higgins Clark, we could talk to you forever. We love what you brought to the show today. And take care. Hopefully, we will chat soon. Enjoy every minute. It was an honor to have you on our show. Oh, thank you, Ellie. Thank you so much. Mary Higgins Clark here on the Mulberry Lane Show. What an author. What a lady. We'll meet you right back here with a guy from the Country Music and Gospel Music Hall of Fame, Jimmy Fortune, formerly of the Statler Brothers. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. It's Allie here with the Mulberry Lane Show. And did you know you can be a part of our free email list every week where you'll get more sister fun, links to archived radio shows, tips on creativity for your life, and real connection. All you have to do is text the word Mulberry to the number 22828, and then you enter in your email. So join the free Mulberry Lane email newsletter, and we'll land in your inbox once a week. Text the word Mulberry to 22828. Get a creative boost right here for your week. I'm Bo, here with my sisters Rachel and Allie. The Mulberry Lane Show. 
Well, he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. And he's joining your weekend right now to talk about his latest album, God and Country. Singer and songwriter Jimmy Fortune is here. Welcome, welcome to the show, Jimmy Fortune. Hey, that's mighty pretty. That's one of the best welcomes I've ever had right Aww. there. That's, that's mighty pretty. Oh, we love to hear that, and good to have you. But y'all sounded mighty fine. Well, thank you so much. So now before we talk thank about y'all. the new album, you've got to talk about your time with iconic gospel and country group, the Statler Brothers. Now, you were with them for 21 years. You replaced mm-hmm. Lou DeWitt as the tenor. So talk about how you came to the Statler Brothers and what it was like touring with a group as legendary as them. Well... Lou DeWitt, at the time, I didn't realize that he had Crohn's disease, and he heard me singing at a local ski resort in, in Virginia. Okay. He was going to be out for about six months for, for surgery, and he went back to the guys and told them about me. He went back to Harold Field and Don and said, I heard a guy from across the mountain, Jimmy Fortune, you might want to give him a try to fill in for me. And uh, so they did. And it was kind of a long process that it made it all work out, but uh, a long story short, they hired me for temporary Okay. And Lou decided that he couldn't come back after about six months, and he asked me if I would be willing to do it full-time. And I said, you know, I'd be an idiot to turn this down. <laughs> uh, it was quite an opportunity, but I didn't come in and take his place. That was not my whole intention. My whole intention was to help them out for a while, and then when he decided he couldn't come back, that he would always have a place with the Statler Brothers, I just have to make a place of my own. And that's what I tried to do. So many times in life, you know, opportunities are presented to us. And, you know, you probably had plans for your own solo career as well. So was that a difficult decision or or was it something that you were like, absolutely? I felt like, um, you know, I felt like God had put me in that position for a reason. And at the time, I felt like I really wasn't ready for a solo career anyway. You know, you never know where things are going to take you i feel like they gave me a break and i had a couple of offers to maybe uh sign with a couple labels before because they thought i was just going to be there temporarily okay and so i had kind of had my foot in the door but when they asked me to do it full time i said you know what i need to stick with these guys because they gave me a break i'd be really foolish to walk away from this opportunity but also foolish to let those guys down after what they did for me wow so right so do you see loyalty as a big part of your life and your career? I think it should be. When you're in a group like that, it is kind of like a marriage anyway. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're with uh, uh, those guys. They depend on you, and you depend on them. And so y'all kind of lean on each other. And I felt like I needed to really be loyal to them because that was a big – they could have picked anybody. Mm-hmm. And they picked a little nobody from, from Virginia that – uh, I didn't never see any way that I was probably going to make it on, only by, you know, but I felt like God needed me there with them for them uh-huh. at the time. To keep them and going. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and when I went in with them, I said, I, I want this to be the best it can be. I want it to be successful for the Statler Brothers. And I knew that I was going to try the best I could to keep those guys on top. And so we did. It added some years to the Statler Brothers. And I was so you did Lou your job. Away. <laughs> yeah, I did my job. Lou passed away in 1990, and I miss him very much because um, mm. he was such a great talent and and such a great friend, and I really appreciated him. And I think that's why it worked because I came in to help out. I didn't come in to take his place right. uh, at all. There was no um, was ego involved. It was you know no, mutual. No, there yeah. was no ego at all. 
So, so now what did you and, learn those years with the Statler Brothers about music, about touring, about putting on a show, about life? Well, I watched them, you know, of course, on stage, and I sang. All I had to do was sing my part. The Statler Brothers did the rest. They were so good at the running the business and everything that I didn't have to worry about that, you know, okay. that part of it. And I learned that uh, what they was important to them was our, our God and our family and our country. And I tried to make that uh, in the forefront of everything that I believed as well. But I learned so much from them by watching them from the stage. But whenever they decided to retire, uh, it scared me. I knew that God wanted me to continue on. And I was kind of, you know, thinking, well, what what am I going to do? Well, they gave me some really good advice. They said, Jimmy, we loved you when you came through the door. You sang with us and for us. We love Jimmy Fortune. They said, if you just do what you do, Try not to be anybody else. People mm-hmm. are going to love you for that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that and the so truth? that's what I've, what I've tried to do. I, I didn't try to go back and be the Statler Brothers all over again because it wasn't going to be. I just had to go back to being me, uh-huh. and, um, and God's taking care of me. So there, was there an adjustment to going back to the solo career after 21 years? Oh, it was. I was, I was really scared, and I didn't know what I was going to do, really. I, I just knew that I was going to be standing out on that stage all of a sudden. All, all by yourself. All by yourself. Yeah, I was really scared. There was a couple times where I got so scared, I was just going to put my guitar down and say, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really appreciate this, but I you know, I, I don't think this is for me because I'm too scared to stand up here on this stage. Really? Day. So how did you and, overcome uh, that then? The Oak Ridge Boys asked me to come out and open some shows for them. The first okay. show I went out there was in in, in Ohio, well, of all places, I was in Ohio at a big show there. I walked out on stage, and all of a sudden I get into the first song, and I, I looked down at my britches leg, and I was my legs were shaking so bad, I, I couldn't even see my my legs because they were just it was like a blur, <sighs> and I and I thought I, I couldn't even get my breath a little bit. I was like, man, I'm so scared. I'm what is wrong? All of a sudden, an apple rose out at my feet, and it stops at my feet, and the people start laughing and and everything and clapping. I'm like, what are they laughing? I looked down, I saw that apple. And I look, and here comes another one, here comes another one. Well, Joe Bonzel, he saw how nervous I was. I guess he was trying to break the ice. He was rolling those apples out there. Oh, my gosh. You know, to take my mind off of it. And everybody started laughing, and I started laughing. And then from then on, I was like, okay, I'm fine. And I and I did the show. So that broke that spell, of, whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I thanked him for it later. He said, I wasn't doing it to help you. I was doing it to mess you up because you were doing too good a job. Uh, (laughs) Well, if you just joined us, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, hearing from classic country music and gospel artist, Jimmy Fortune. So now let's talk about the album, God in Country. So what inspired it and what can people expect? I teamed up with Bill Gaither a few years ago. We did a a project called uh, Hits and Hymns, and it turned out to be such a success. It was produced by Ben Isaacs. Uh, the mm-hmm. Isaacs, like I said, so many God things in my life. This was one really, really big one. And it did so well, we decided to do another project, which was called Jimmy Fortune Sings the Classic, which were songs that I grew up on. And those did really well. So this last one, we talked about what we were going to do. And we thought, with the shape that our country's in and, and some of the things that are going on in our country, why don't we do it, God and country? Mm-hmm. Which celebrates our freedom, it celebrates our independence, it celebrates our belief in God and our faith all in one project. We did a CD. We're doing a DVD on it as well. Okay. CD's been just released in Cracker Barrel. It's out there in all the Cracker Barrels right now. As a matter of fact, the first day, I think they all sold out when they, wow. when they put them in. That's amazing. So they're, they're having to order more. So 
following God's uh, message to me, uh, whatever I do with my music, God, I want it to, to lift you up. I want it to lift people up. I want it to uh, affect people that there's hope out there. And I didn't want to do anything negative. The message of hope and of promise and of faith uh, in, in our God and in our country. And a message and that's, that's so needed now. And everything is where you just see the bad stuff. You don't see the good things that are out there. And that we have more in common than we think we do. That's true. That is How many so people, true. no matter what our beliefs are, we need to love each other. Yeah, we and do. Be and an you example know, for our children. You know. And music is such a good unifier, and you know, such a great medium to get that message across. Right. We just need a breath of fresh air to take a breath, stand back, and say, "Hey, it's all about all of us coming together for one cause, and that one cause is love." I love that message. And Jimmy, we want to thank you for joining the show today, bringing the album God in Country, available at all Cracker Barrels, and we'd love to catch up with you down the road. Well, Rachel and Allie, thank you so much. We couldn't do this without you, and I wouldn't want to. Uh, Thank you for what you do for us. You do a lot, so if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do this. All right, Jimmy. Thanks so much. God bless you. That's Country and Gospel Music Hall of Fame member Jimmy Fortune here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We're going to give you a taste of his most downloaded song from his latest album, God and Country. Here's Meet Me at Arlington. I was standing in my kitchen Listening to the morning news Some angry man was talking God, he didn't have a clue He was putting down our soldiers Fighting all those wasted wars I just had to turn it off I couldn't take it anymore I wanted to tell him There's more than what he sees And before you tell me that I'm wrong Come spend a day with me And meet me at Arlington I'll introduce you to my son Maybe then you'll know just how I feel White stones that go on and on Four hundred thousand strong Wounds and broken hearts that never heal Reliving all the memories Praying he'll come back to me Knowing in my heart he never will Tell me that you feel the same way still Meet me at Arlington Meet me at Arlington A touching song Jimmy Fortune, formerly with the Statler Brothers. His latest solo album is called God and Country, available at all Cracker Barrels, where Allie once in a while finds a purse. <laughs> you are so right. <laughs> Lots of kid activities to buy there, too. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the Cracker Barrel. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to show notes. This is our favorite part of the show, where we share with you the best bits of advice from each guest on this show, handpicked for you. Exactly. You guys heard from country music powerhouse hitmaker Chris Young. Now his advice was, and you guys gotta remember this, you only need one yes. 
So if you've been hearing lots of no's, if you're struggling in your career or your creative endeavor right now, he says keep going. Everybody gets so locked into things that are negative, whether it's comments online and your brain just tends to focus on the negativity. So you really only need one person to say yes. So keep going till you find that one yes and you'll find the whole world opening up. Woo! Push through to that point, guys. Gotta do it. All right, Allie. Well, next, you heard from iconic author Mary Higgins Clark. Now, she talked about keeping her creativity while raising a family. And she said that when you're busy with your family, but you also have your side hustle or even your main career, you have to make the time for your creativity convenient. Now, when she was raising her five small kids, she got up at five every day and she worked till about seven. She said that was the best time of her day. She had perfect silence, a strong pot of coffee, and she had the heat turned up. And she said she got more done in those quiet times than she did any time when she was trying to juggle it all. So her main point is you need that time for peace and concentration to do your thing. Amen to that. Uh huh. Okay, sisters, final piece of advice. Then you heard from country and gospel legend Jimmy Fortune. When the Statler brothers retired, Jimmy Fortune became a solo act, and he said when he started his solo career, the stage fright hit him really hard. So he remembers being on stage, shaking, trying to play his guitar, thinking, I'm just going to put this guitar down and say, folks, I just can't do this. But then, as he was opening for the Oak Ridge Boys, Joe Bonzel rolled out an apple after apple at his feet. The audience laughed, he laughed, and as he laughed with the audience, he realized they were all in it together and he was able to play his show. So if you deal with stage fright or afraid to get up and talk with people, remember, find something to laugh about, get your mind off yourself, and realize that it's not about you, it's about having a good time. Love that good stuff. So guys, there you have it, show notes. Take these into your week to help you live your best life. And we'll meet you here, same time, same place, next week on The Sister Couch. We'll be here. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Woo! Woo!